I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in Los Angeles. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Manhattan. For the first time since last June, I donned my gray H&M sports coat with my blue button-down shirt, set up my new HD web camera and light, and sat down on my computer and was introduced as Scott Blakeman, political commentator. Yes, I once again put on my pundit hat, this time on News Nation Now, the name of the rebranded WGN America. I like that Chicago connection and wished it was the time and place to mention that it was my kind of town. I was a little nervous all day and prepared my pundit thoughts for the first time since my wild COVID debate last spring on Newsmax. But this was different. Just Chicago's own Joe Donlin, a solid anchorman, me. I said everything I wanted to say in two or three minutes, and there were no further questions, Your Honor, and I was dismissed. The booker was happy, and I had that elated, adrenaline-filled high you get from doing live television in your living room wearing slippers. I took advantage of that euphoria and the fact I was wearing jeans instead of my usual sweatpants and headed out the door to key food for seltzer. Was I hoping to be recognized? Scotty, this is exciting news, and I join our listeners in wondering, could this be your big second act? F. Scott Fitzgerald once claimed there are no second acts in American lives, and Frank Sinatra proved Fitzgerald dead wrong when Sinatra reprised his career, going from a has-been teen idol into a, well, the crooner that everybody thinks of when they think of Frank. Same with the Bee Gees, Scotty. Mostly people think of the 1970s Bee Gees, the Saturday Night Fever, not the I started a joke Bee <laughs> of the 1960s. Also, Marlon Brando, as famous as he was for On the Waterfront and Streetcar Named Desire, most movie fans, he'll always be the godfather. And now, Scotty, now our podcast audience of geniuses must be wondering, as I am, where will this new level in your pundit career take you? Will, will this be your Frank Sinatra in the 50s and 60s crooner era? In other words, taking punditry to a new direction and owning it like Brando owned The Godfather. I can easily envision decades from now sophisticates and would-be intelligentsia in New York sitting around a wood banquet at Pete's Tavern on Irving Place, finding to their surprise there's one thing they can all agree on. While the early Scott Blakeman had his merit, it's the later smooth crooner Sinatra disco Bee Gees next level pundit Scott Blakeman <laughs> that everyone will remember. But there will always be the guy who says, no, I hate the later flashy influencer of a president's bestseller Scott Blakeman. I prefer the pre-June 2020 Blakeman. And literally, Scotty, literally no one will get the early Blakeman as best guy to calm down or... If he has to keep arguing, maybe just don't be so shrill. Yes, well, Tommy, uh, while any comparison to the career arc of Mr. Nas Mr. Sinatra, and that's how I refer to him, Mr. Sinatra, I don't presume to, to say Frank, uh, it's really beyond flattering to be compared with him. Uh, I, I guess my pundit comeback is maybe a bit more nuanced. First, I don't know if this will turn into a weekly appearance, as was the case at Newsmax for four months last year, or if this new channel will only want to offer right-wing voices going forward. And unlike Mr. Sinatra punditry, though I enjoy wearing the hat, it's not my main passion, as crooning magnificently was for him. 
no, Tommy, I see myself as the, the two against one guy uh, where I must battle the other guests as well as the host. Some might say the deck is stacked against me. And I say to them, I don't know how to play cards. So any deck stocking <laughs> reference means nothing to me. And then I smile and walk out of the room and from the hallway, well, begin to hear it. First one lone clap and then another. And soon the entire room is burst into applause. Yes, Scotty. As loyal listeners to this podcast know, I have in the past expressed outspoken regard for you and other liberal spokespeople on conservative media. Juan Williams does more good for leftist causes than on Fox than a hundred Eddie Glouds preaching to the board choir on MSNBC. Scotty, in the pundit world, you are the commandos who bravely take the fight to the real enemy. Who knows how many would-be MAGA maniac Newsmax viewers were turned from the, to a path of righteousness entirely because of your calm words of reason and strong moral turpitude. Turpitude, Scotty. Turpitude is a word you don't hear enough of these days. But when, with Scott Blakeman back in the pundit seat, we can finally hope for a day in which the skateboarding teens in every parking lot across America will shout, hey, dude, check your turpitude. Well, I see that becoming a big word. Uh, there's another word uh, that's uh, turmeric is sort of a, uh, an ingredient now that people <laughs> talk about. And I actually say that I saw a commercial yesterday, and it, it's a guy, just a spokesman, saying this thing has turmeric. And he said it so poorly and pronounced it so badly, each time you could barely make out the word was turmeric. And you would think that's the whole point of the commercial. And wouldn't someone take him aside and say, let's say turmeric. Here we go. And with turmeric. And it's oh, my God. That. And I, I always marvel that even bad commercials, they get it right. But this was one where you cannot understand. Terp, but, but you said turpitude perfectly, but turmeric he did not say well at all. Well, I, I obviously I practice it. Turmeric is, is the word, right? Exactly. That would be the word if you were to hear it correctly, but he yeah. just sort of garbled it. And uh, that would be the only reason to have a director for that commercial. To say, ah, uh, great, everything's great. The, the main word, though, why we're having the commercial, you're not saying clearly and no one knows what it is. Other than that, it's great. Great, great. So let's not do it again. Now, yeah. So uh, I, I think... Um, uh, that, that is interesting. I have a theory, and again, this is, uh, uh, I don't know, it's speculative, which we would specialize in, and we're very proud of our spe speculation. Uh, it, it, uh, the theory is turmeric. It has the word tumor in it, and, it, and, and, and that people don't like, you know, it makes you think of cancer. It's, it's a very unhappy, and he was, he, he was troubled by that. He didn't know that he was troubled. It was on a subconscious level. So he mumbled it, trying to uh, uh, distance himself from the very word he was spoking. Well, that's a, that's a, well, that's a great uh, take on that, Tommy. It's spelled T-U-M-E-R, but you're right. It does sound that way. So maybe the director, maybe the direction was they see turmeric on the bottle, whatever it is, mumble it so they don't think of the negative connotation. So that could that could be it. Well, we'll be finding out. I'm sure they have Q&As about it and they, you know, they tour the country discussing it. So I would love to know. Uh, the answer, but well, you know, it's fascinating, but he, you know, but being back, you know, Tommy, on the pundit scene, and, and again, it was a little bit different, as I said, it was just a one-on-one, -on -one and there was no interrupting and no follow-up question either, uh, but there was a guy on before me in a separate segment, and I, Mar you know, p television right now is the great equalizer, anyone can get on.
these some of these these news channels, literally anyone uh, who couldn't really get do anything else, be allowed barely be allowed into a, a supermarket possibly, and yet he's sitting there and just and he's on. So so it's it's interesting. News channels, cable news channels, are the last refuge for everything. <laughs> <laughs> for people who can go nowhere and be yeah. accepted nowhere, they're welcome. Now you could say on one side, isn't that nice? They're welcoming in ne'er do wells, but on the other hand, right? In them are morons and out of the, uh, the, the, the diviest bars and stay out with a big boot, you know. Uh, it, but the, and then they wind up and see a light in the distance. Uh, CNN or um, what is this place? News. Well, this is News Nation, and of course, News Newsmax Nation. have that and. Uh, yeah, so they, I guess you could say they're the new, they welcome all. You know, ironically, they're all against immigration, these right-wing news channels, yet they welcome anybody off the street to do, right. be a pundit. Even out of the cold, you know. I mean, Literally, like, yeah. Well, many of them wear a coat uh, during their segment. But it was nice. They were nice to me. And, uh, but, and, I love, and I do love the fact it was WG. These are people who've been on WGN. And you, Tommy, grew up with that fine station. Well, and, uh, fine, you know. WGN was the local uh, independent station for many years in Chicago. That was, you know, that was the one station that wasn't a network. It wasn't yeah. sort of a network. It was a local station and it was big and it was owned by the Chicago Tribune, which was a famously conservative newspaper. We've discussed it in the, in the past. Yeah. And uh, so, but that was the, that was the uh, station that ran the Cubs and Bozo's Circus. Oh. And, um, so it was a big deal to us going up in WGN. We used to listen to the to the Cubs uh, on on the radio WGN radio. So deep in our soul, we're, we're, uh, in Chicago land, anyone growing up in Chicago land when I was growing up knows and uh, of WGN. But this is a new version of it. It seems to have uh, um, morphed into a, a Newsmax like conservative news out. Yeah, well, I think what it is, I think there still is your beloved WG, um, if not mistaken, well, maybe they turned it into a super station. Like, remember TBS, they turned into yeah, a super WGN station. That's how CNN began, really. Uh, and it's WGN America. And they still do, I believe, have the local broadcast. And this is like a four-hour news block. And they say uh, unbiased news. And generally, when they say that, it's not. But I think they, they're trying to do that. And we'll see what direction it goes. And I'm always happy to be back on and this time i had this new camera and a light and i put my sport coat on and how amazing is it that you 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 actually in the 1950s <laughs> people would marvel and scott blakeman with a tiny television studio in his own apartment <laughs> it's possible but yet it, it, it that will be the future someday yeah. you'll be able to squeeze an, an enormous and you look at a television studio in, in the past and today massive lighting all across the ceiling yeah. all over the ceiling lights hanging down oh yeah and enormous the cameras. cameras of ah. your that we love the old uh, vintage cameras and even now though yes and there's several when i would do you know in the studio newsmax and all the others there's you know three camera people and the stage managers and people in the booth and the makeup people and all that so it's uh, quite a production and uh, yes here we are in front of our computers in the dark talking into that little light that the light that place. beams us out to the world. So uh, it's uh, quite, quite a thing. But it's nice to be back. We'll see uh, how long it lasts. But it did, as I said, it gave me that lift, Tommy, that I know you've had recently, but yes, yesterday, yeah, the other day, going out to Ventura in your reunion with your brother, Nick, and purchasing a new Volvo vehicle and things like that. It does give you a lift in your 
step. Uh, and, uh, that's what I said. That's like the lift you get from being a pundit, Scotty. Well, it wasn't I, quite I a high, yes. Volvos, and I, I, I just don't know if I could have the same excitement when that when that camera goes on and and somebody points to you, but there's nobody there pointing to you. So how do you even know if you're on? Well, there's the voice. Well, the uh, disembodied voice goes, uh, like, uh, Scott, could you just count down for us? Uh, one, two, three. <laughs> and that, I'm just sitting there staring. Don't count up. Don't count yeah. up. Count down. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, no, don't be nervous. I'm not nervous. You know, and then you're waiting and, okay, three minutes. And, and then they're just there. And it's just, it seems kind of un, unreal. When you're in a studio, you sort of, you're taking it in the whole time. But and just sitting in my, where I was just looking at email seconds before, uh, staring at the light. And then now, you're look, now America is looking at you. Yeah. Wow. How crazy. Scotty, when a pundit isn't speaking, we talked about the, the, the awkwardness of the pundit not speaking, but there, there's many, many more, much more to discuss about that, that particular yes. niche of the pundit world. When a pundit isn't speaking, Speaking, but their square is still being televised. <laughs> they stare directly into the camera and they try not to move their eyeballs. And I've seen when they do move their eyeballs, yeah. they look shifty eyed. So they're trying to <laughs> literally, is yeah. This stern eye control. Is this eye control, which is very stern? Does, is it fatiguing to your eyeballs? And <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, no, it's a key thing. And I must admit, I, I, I uh, say there have been times where I, did the shifty eye because also if you want to see the person talking to you, it's a little below and, and there's that. And it's also just hard to stare uh, knowing that you have to stare. Now I only had to do it for a few seconds when he asked me the question, but I've, I've been that way. They keep you on the screen and whether it's two others or four others or one other, yeah, you just have to stare. And it's very hard to have a facial expression that you'll want to have people see you have, because number one, you're probably not liking what the other person's saying. So you have that stern. Oh. Part of you is thinking, why is he only talking? I'm not talking. Right, 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 right. Oh, my God. It's, and, and we've talked about the, 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 the drama of not being the first one to, to be chosen to answer a question and yeah. not have a question directed until maybe you're the third or fourth person. <laughs> you're like third, and you see them trying not to look disappointed and feeling yeah. foolish like, and less important. They really are. And, 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 but you can see subtle, subtle mo motions to your face. You have to really uh, honcho that to make sure that doesn't, you know, you don't reveal your sense of, oh, why wasn't I chosen? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you know, roll your eyes and, oh. and the days go, <sighs> you know, do that. Your gets you, I mean, that, oh, I see you're rolling your eyes about, you know, the people call out rolling your eyes on those shows. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I have a theory about that. I think the people, because and this is a little known fact about the pundit business. Now, I would say 95% of the pundits here on television, like myself, are unpaid, uh, just volunteers. We just uh, love to do it. The, you have a few people who you see all the time on CNN and MSNBC who are what we call under contract. Those are the ones, I believe, won't roll their eyes because they're getting paid anyway. It's not like a big deal. They'll be on tomorrow. So they're sort of right. But the ones like me who want to get in all the words in edgewise we can and, and want to be called on and all this. And in the old days, would travel an hour on the subway to get there. Now I just travel to my desk. Uh, they're the ones who might well uh, roll their eyes or feel well, like. So th that's interesting. So you're saying the ones who are on under contract, uh, but of course you never know. I mean, Jeffrey Tubin was under contract. We'll discuss yeah. that later, but uh, uh, that, because that's a fascinating, uh, fascinating arena, but, Many pundits, Scotty, uh, they answer the opening question 
that the, the host asks them by first saying, hey, it's good to be back and, and thanks for having me on. And <laughs> you know, right. But yeah. as I feel that that's self-interested career fetish and it slows down the punditry. When will this stop or should I just be more indulgent? No, you're right, Tommy. It should. And it's it's the only time I get I, actually the very nice anchor from Newsmax. Uh, when I got my first haircut last year after four months, he actually he opened it saying, well, Scott, and looked, oh, you got a haircut. And I said, well, thanks for noticing. And I did. And I did do that and then went off and uh, answer. But, uh, yeah, it gets a little much. And then the <laughs> ending I always love, too. That's always interesting when it's they're finished going. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thanks for having me. But they sometimes cut him off. And they go, thank you, Chris. Or mm -hmm. some of them don't say anything like, mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. you know, so it's some of them that host goes back and, and is, wants them to say, hey, it's good to be on or something, because they, they, they'll go back to the, to the guests and and yeah. them to say, well, OK, bye or whatever they're supposed to say at the end of, the, of their segment. And uh, but it, it, it's uh, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's um, that that whole thing about, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, calling on the person. You know, what do you say? Do, do you feel like, you, you know, do you, are you one of those? I always like it better when they just go right to it. And, and then when they're finished, they don't say anything either. They just, you know, you know it seems professional. There's kind of not. Yeah, like it's over. Yeah. Now, I noticed two things, Tommy. One, and maybe we could test this out. Our listeners could test this out uh, as an experiment. Every single pundit almost, and I hope I don't do this all the time, either start off their first word is well or <laughs> Or so. So, yeah. So is the more maybe the younger academic yeah. kind of you know. Uh, right. So, Chris. You know, so, what we need, you know, and I never say so ever never in life so. or in that context. Mm -hmm. uh, I occasionally say, "Well, I hope last night." I think I just kind of went into it because uh, he said something. Some new word like hibble. You know, just start <laughs> saying hibble. Uh, you know, the the. the uh, what's happening at the border is not a crisis, you know. And 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 then people will say, "Excuse me, you just said hibble," and then you, you know, you would explain that that's a, you you you're, you you know you could explain you're just tired of hearing people say "well" or "so." Yeah, and that would be a whole groundswell of people saying, "Yeah, we're tired of it too." Hibble, hibble, and that and that's how a word is born. But the "so" phenomenon, uh, I never caught on to it. I it, you know began years no, before that. that, but it it never made sense because you say. Uh, and then uh, did you uh, work at a few places before you came to NBC? So not so. There's, there's no so. Oh. Uh, there's, yep. So is after. Follow yeah, so. Oh, right, right. There was nothing. You're not linking anything. You're not saying this happened. So this happened. There was nothing yeah. happened. You're just starting out. And here's why they do it. And here's another speculative theory, Scotty. Get ready. This is speculative linguistics slash psychology of some sort. Um, People say so because, or for the same reason they say, uh, or uh, maybe the famous uh, uh, thing that dumb people would say would be, duh, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a dumb language. That's actually a vocabulary that dumb people have. <laughs> that's a word. Uh, we can't say it. No, they, no. Uh, and, and that, but it's the same kind of thing because you want to say something to show that you're ready to talk and that you're able to talk and that you heard the person and you're talking now, but you don't have a word yet. So, but, but you have always so. There's always so. 
And, and, and that gives your mind that extra second to think up, what is the first word I'm going to be saying? Yeah, and like, well could be that too. And well is a little more colloquial and sort of like, well, Chris, I'm just sitting back here on my easy chair and just a, a lazy boy. But it's, uh, yeah, no, it didn't used to be that way. I'd love to pour over. Of course, in the old Meet the Press with Lawrence Spivak as moderator, first of all, they should bring back moderators. I love that with an old style microphone. And they never had any of that. I'm sure they'd go, uh, uh, Leonard, the, the foreign policy implication, and they would just go right into right. it. They, were, they, they never said, hey, it's great to be uh, uh, here, uh, Leonard. And anyway, uh, uh, and then get on to it. No, you never <laughs> used to hear that. Scotty, many pun, pundits, this is another thing that pundits all do, is they prominently display a copy of their latest book. Now, <laughs> would it be a breath of fresh air if you prominently displayed a copy of a book you didn't write and have only read seven pages of <laughs> well i go even further tommy i have no bookcase bookshelves actually anywhere in my apartment and not in my shot uh, the shot is basically my mid-century modern couch and my tree lamp uh, that i got that's sort of the shot uh and i i joke but it's true when i did have a bookshelf in brooklyn uh, i didn't have books in there i had my cereal <laughs> which maybe that would be the way to go put stock yes. it with you know berry fruitful by kashi and heritage flakes and people go because you know tommy there is actually a twitter account you should follow or or look at i forgot what it's called but bookshelf credibility and they analyze uh, on its bookshelves what we do in other words book yeah credibility. well they do it every they do it every second of the day we do other things right right that's right uh, so, uh, so no, they, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I love the idea of, of, of having cereal and, and having a, one box of cereal prominently displayed, like it's, you know, your favorite cereal. Or yeah. Like yeah. You know, like the, the way, because it is kind of bogus to prominently display a book that you wrote. It's, it's very uh, uh, un... Uh, well, it's a little shameless. And, or, or to just, it's like a showing off. These are the books I read. And did you, they all have, as everyone knows, the Robert Caro book about Robert Moses, but they should be asked that if they have it in the shot, they should be asked point blank. The first question, have you read right. the Robert Caro book about Robert or are you just displaying it because it's a good book to display because it's 700 and, pages. Scotty, I totally agree. And I would follow up with a specific question that proves it. Like on page, you know, X, <laughs> you know, what does his book, and not, not being too, you know, like, specific but you know just to make sure that they that they understood what they read and that they you know didn't just skim it you know and, yeah, and absolutely go on with the rest of the yeah of the yeah, well that would solve the answering the first question were first word there would be no more so's or well it'd be like what happened on page 22 and you go up uh, carol refers to moses at and then he goes off from there or he would go uh, uh actually i'm that's my next book i just put it there in position and uh, right. uh you know tommy we're coming full circle back in one of our early 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 episodes and you were on top of this more than i was yeah. all these shows went to zoom and uh and we all of a sudden noticed uh, uh peter baker's kitchen and yeah. all these various it made it so much more interesting and john meacham's royal townhome and all all these various uh, uh you know people's uh, abodes and it's we have said many times we want them to continue doing that because it's so much more interesting yeah well uh, it is and 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 uh i have another uh, um observation along those lines just made today and unfortunately i don't have 
the name of the young uh, MSNBC um, reporter who actually I quite like her. I'll, I'll, I'll find out what it is. I think she's, great. Mm. she's extremely good. But she was reporting from her home and she had it arranged that her shot in her shot behind her was a picture and two kind of candelabra things from the wall or some wall sconces was perfectly symmetric, symmetrical, but it made it seem like it was glorifying her. And not, <laughs> like it was a shrine. Yeah, it, 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 you know, the lighting just seemed so symmetrical and glorious. And, and so, uh, and that's what I thought. I was noting that it's, that's an awfully, I mean, it's good, but it's, really looks like oh, a little over the top the picture and the lighting behind her and the and the symmetry of it all cut to the next time she's on a scene it's not like that it's a totally different part of the room there's just a picture uh-huh. off to one side not symmetrically a different picture completely no uh-huh. i bet you the producer uh, had the same reaction that i did and he said you know what uh do you have another part of the and i was trying to imagine how the producer phrased it because would he be able to say you know the problem is it seems to glorify you like you're this great (laughs) like the altar yeah like the altar like you're jesus or something could you just maybe you know something less but i think what they did probably did and i honestly i thought this through for some reason my brain got involved and i thought he probably the producer who's speaking from the studios downtown somewhere you know and in her ear just says you know what the lighting, you know, it's not good there. Can you just move? Oh, that's better. You know, something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, after, well, they do little te- I always think about, you know, it's hard enough showing up and being there and then speaking. But I was just afraid because my Zoom lately has been a little balky and it kind of takes a while to load up. And I just kept thinking, well, what if it doesn't, you know, are they uh, can we can't. And they actually at one point before it started, uh, I don't think we can hear you. Maybe it's maybe it's us. And. And I'm thinking, oh, great, please be us, because I don't know how to fix this. But thankfully, so there's all these extra worries. I mean, we're running, as you say, our own TV studio. And I don't have the crack engineer, Al, who's been there for 35 years. Like, yeah, I, I, just take care of just you be you be smart and funny and I'll take yeah, care right. of the rest. No, you don't have that. You don't have a, the, the, the grumpy sound engineer uh, <laughs> telling you, yeah, bring your levels down. Your levels are too high. Any of that, Scotty. You're all of those things. You're an entire yeah. studio staff, really. Uh, yeah, one man band, as they call well, it. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. There are one man bands that would look up to what you do, Scott. <laughs> Quite. Yeah, but it, it is exciting, and again, you do. It's a very compressed adrenaline feeling. It's like three minutes of, and then I really, I, I didn't want to just stay in. So, and I was already, like I said, dressed, and uh, and I mean. What would be the odds of being recognized, especially with a mask and especially with the viewership? Uh, no, no, but, no. I uh, think you were right to, to, to wonder about whether you'd be recognized or not. And, and yeah. uh, you know, be ready for that, that sort of mock. Well, and also, Tommy, uh, what are the odds of if someone had watched and then also ran out to key food exactly right after the show? The odds are surprisingly, I think it's over 300 to one. But that's <laughs> Well, actually, that could be. That's their peak time, yeah. Kifu, because before it closed. So it would be funny. If, yeah, I'm rushing to get something before 9 o'clock. Oh, say, great shot on News Nation. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be so pleased, wouldn't you? And right away. Oh, I'd be thrilled. And, 
of live TV back in the back in uh, the 1950s when everybody was watching. You'd come out of a quiz show and everybody'd be applauding you. Hey, great! You really you won the quiz show. <laughs> but those. Were the well, yeah, I mean, if I were Milton Berle, I would just walk, which he probably did. Just I would just hang out everywhere yeah, after the show. Everywhere you went, it would be. It, 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 oh, it's Uncle Milty. And uh, yeah, no, no, no. You, in a way, you are the the uh, what's the word that not the the um, offspring of Uncle Milty. Now you know you're, you're you're the television star of today, really. Well, uh, there was a couple of slight differences. He was the only one on television. He was very That's famous. That. That... I'm one of a billion people on television, not famous. But other than that, no. exactly. I think it's essentially the same. He also had Texaco sponsorship. You don't have that relationship to a to a large uh, gas oil company oil at the oil moment. Oil. At the moment, that's and, different. That's definitely yeah. And I I love the song though, and I love you can trust your car to the man who wears the star, the big, bright, bright Texaco star, right? Yeah, no, um, amazing you, that you that it, it, that that was the song, and and it's a, and and you can trust your car to the man who wears the star. By the way. I just, uh, or you used to be able to. Now I don't know. I don't know if that's still true. Uh, but they, Texaco really, uh, are there still Texaco stations? I, uh, I don't know. But, but uh, uh, okay, one more thing, though. On The View today, mm. uh, Whoopi Goldberg starts out. Uh, she's also, from, they're still from their homes, all yeah. in their homes. And they're all on, you know, okay, Zoom or whatever it is. And and she says, uh, well, and she always starts out well. Say, well, hello again. Always says the word well when she starts mm. to go. First word. And then she says, if you hear a noise in my, uh, uh, in the background, that's, I have a leaking pipe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that, that never used to happen in the days when everything was in a studio. No, everything's pristine. Nothing could happen. And you know, well, again, it makes it much more interesting. And, and, you know, we always speak of that scenario where, uh, you know, not a famous person would have a roommate doing it. And the roommate comes in yeah. and you're going, I'm on, I'm on TV. He's going, oh, well, it's always you. Yeah. I'm just, I can't sit. I, I'm paying rent here yeah. too. Why can't I, can I sit? With... I know you're on TV, but I have to get something from the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that's the, that that that's that's going to happen, or, or you know, I, and I and I think it'll be a big deal, you know. But oh, and then everyone's going to try yeah. to simulate that, right. you know. They're going to they're going to stage it because people are going to be looking for. It. But what about this? And I don't wish this on any couple, but you know, staying together for a year. What if someone's on and the woman walks by and well, it's always about you, you and you being on television. What about me? I'm somehow giving them a bad British accent, but. Uh, and then you'd see it. It's like, it's like I, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm trying to be quiet. You always yell, yell at me to be quiet. I am quiet. And now you're getting mad at me again. Uh, just go back <laughs> to the TV show and do your TV show. And it's, it's all very, very awkward. Very... And then the announcer has to pretend like, uh, well, um, uh, you know, like, like uh, the, I mean, uh, uh, often weirdo things happen, and the and and the, we still call them announcers, but the show host, um, yeah, uh, is uh, you know has to be cool about stuff, has to be well, and when yeah, well, then those times where they have to keep someone's doing a uh, stand up as they call it from the street, and some kids shout bad words and things like that, so it's um. 
Uh, but the classic one, of course, was the the British one where the kid crawls into the room and then the woman on the floor pulling the kid back. And we think some reason everyone thinks it's the housekeeper, but it's really the wife. And that led to a whole other thing. Um, uh, I think you should just let the kid in. It would have been a better thing. Let the kid come in and uh, go from there. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Absolutely. That's what I advised Tommy. Those, in my, those, I don't want to plug those, it. My master class, How to Be a Pundit. We do a whole session on what if your kid crawls into the room while you're on air. And, and, and do you set it up? Because some people said that that was, oh, that, they, they set that up because they knew it would go viral. No, they didn't set that up. It was such a completely wonderful thing that could not have been, that, that, that where the house, oh, the woman comes in and grabs the kid and maybe it's, she's a mistress or maybe she's a housekeeper. Nobody knows. But it went viral. That's why I say when when uh, when you get some, you know, your roommate or somebody comes or some uh, or, or spouse comes in, starts yelling, that will go. That'll be that'll make your career, Scotty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you got to make it just right. You know, it's kind of big, and you don't want them to cut away. No, uh, you got to be in there when they can't cut away. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's um, well, you know, you don't want to tip tip the hat on that one, but uh, yeah, that certainly will be the thing, and everybody will try to copy that and waiting for that viral moment. But uh, but it's an exciting one, and Tommy, you got me into it. I actually, my only regret is that in the early days when everything was on Zoom, I didn't watch TV nonstop. I mean, certainly most people still are at home, but others are venturing out now, so which is great. But uh, it does add a whole other dimension, and I was happy to be part of it again yesterday and we'll see uh, uh how often again i'm i'm on but um well exciting it's, for all of us scotty and it's a it's a terrific thrill well it's also a harbinger of a return to a new normal i don't know if it's yes. a return to a new normal but we're going to find out if you can if you can uh <laughs> well if it was new at a certain time like i guess you know you can get a new couch right. then you could go if away for normal, a year then you well, you come back; it's still a new couch. Exactly. You you're in, you just haven't really been using. You're it. in the new normal. Then you leave the new normal briefly. You yeah. Know, for whatever reason, return to the new normal. Then yes, you can return to the new normal. Yeah, you're right. It's like a couch. Essentially, like <laughs> a couch. Yeah, yeah, and that's a comforting way of looking at it. But but yeah, I do want people back in the studio because that means everything is getting back to normal. But again, this should always be. You know, especially if, the, if it's raining, let them stay at home and, and do it. I think that would be nice. But I do miss the makeup uh, people. That's exactly. always a... want to go back in the studio. That's fair. I would like to. I enjoy the experience. I mean, again, maybe sometimes where it'd be nice just to stay in. But other times it would be nice to go in there and the lights on... and there's that excitement That's stepping fair. over the cable, you know, and uh, sitting at my at the desk and seeing the lights and seeing the people in person. So Certainly, I look forward to that uh, as well. But, and uh, all I can tell you, Tommy, is that when that happens, I'll be sharing with you and our listeners, uh, and because uh, that's what we do, among many other things. The other side of the pundit, uh, of the pundit couch, uh, more or less, right? The other, you know, showing us behind the scenes of the pundit world. Uh, and and I'm, you know, uh, I think I, along with the rest of our uh, listeners, find that fascinating and 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 uh have many many more questions about punditry and I, uh well yes and we'll be keep shows where we just talked about nothing but the initial well because we are both fascinated with it and uh and we'll continue to to uh, uh talk about this in the future and uh uh but for now we're 
we're finished for today and look forward to tomorrow where I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blake. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders. And we're getting through this.